If you are there, um, let's read these verses from verse number 19 um, to verse number, what's this verse, verse number 27. Verse number 19 to verse number 27. Let's read this responsibly again. I will read verse number 19. You respond verse number 20 all the way to verse number 37. Alright? If you are there, I'll start reading now from verse number 19 of the book of John, chapter 1. And this is the record of John. <clears throat> when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed, he not, but confessed, I am not and they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? And he said, I am not. Art thou the prophet? And he answered, No. They said unto him, Who art thou, that we may give an answer to them that seek us? What sayest thou of ourselves? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. And they which were sent were Pharisees. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom he not. Together, verse number 27, He it is who coming after me is prepared before me, Whose shoes latched, I am not worthy to unloose our Father in heaven once again. Lord, lead us into understanding this passage of Scripture. Help us, Lord, to um, as we meditate, as we study, as we uh, contemplate upon these um, verses in the Scripture and many verses after here. Lord, uh, that you will open our minds and our hearts to your words. That, Lord, prick our heart and, and point your fingers on those things, Lord, that we need to uh, pay attention and that, Lord, um, uh, work in us, O oh God, because, Lord, we are your people, and we are ready, Lord, to uh, to obey your command. And help us, O oh God, that uh, we'll be the more effective in our ministering, we'll be the more effective in, in soul winning and, and leading people to um, your kingdom. And, Lord, help us and strengthen us, and help all of us, O oh God, in this church. And thank you, Father, for giving us the opportunity to serve. Help us, O oh God, that um, in our ministering, Lord, many people will come to know Christ. And, Lord, uh, that will bless our heart and that will make us rejoice in you. Lord, once again, um, give us victory tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. John the Baptist is our topic today. And uh, he is not very stranger to us because uh, this, this man is... Like, you know, uh, one of us in, in those times that he came upon this world, um, he worked for the Lord Jesus Christ, he, he worked for the kingdom of God, he preached the gospel to the, to, the, to the people, and in fact, we can call him as the pioneer soul winner, because he was the first one that, uh, you know, uh, spread the gospel before even the Lord Jesus Christ arrived, because he was uh, ordained by God. Um, to baptize, to prepare the way of the Lord. In Luke chapter 3, verse number 4. Take a look at that. Take a look. Luke chapter 3, verse number 4. It said, as it is written in the book of the, uh, of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. So, way, way back, Isaiah was writing about this man. And now, uh, John the Baptist now is preaching. So again, um, we will, you know, uh, maneuver a little bit on the usual, usual uh, lesson that we have with John the Baptist because we are going to uh, talk about um, the soul winning aspect of John the Baptist. It's, this is no longer, you know, the usual path that we tread on uh, the, the, the person of John the Baptist. Uh, where baptism is like his forte, that baptism is the one that is really, you know, called to do, but he also has the aspect of soul winning. He has the aspect of soul winning in his ministry. And in this topic of soul winning today, we hope to form a composite picture of the way in which um, all of us can engage in this great task 
of bringing others to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because um, the, the work of soul winning is not just for the pastor. The work of uh, winning people to Christ is all is, is for every person that received the Lord. Because the people that you know are not the people that I know. And the people that you go and the people that you work with during the week are not the people that I work with during the week. And whenever we, we go into different you know uh, times and places during the week, there are people that you meet that God allowed you to meet them. And God, or of course, expect you to be to impart the good news to them. And that is why every person should act and every person should be should be you know should activate their uh what we call this um, ambassadorship because we are all ambassadors for the lord jesus christ we are his workmanship we god will work his his uh, no um, ministry through us he will use our hands he will use our feet he will use our mouth he will use our being because we are all his we belong to him we cannot allow our any faculty of our person to be used on you know not for god because the purpose that we have all these faculties for us to be used by god efficiently and again uh, i would say uh, we will go to that verse uh, first first uh, corinthians chapter 6 verse number 19 First Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. You are bought with a price. And remember that price. It is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. The price of the salvation of your soul is precious because it cost God his blood. Jesus Christ shed his blood for the salvation of your soul salvation is free but it's not cheap always remember that that you know uh, we we belong to the lord god owns us he owns our body every part of us not just our body he he, he owns the little t's in our lives he owns our our talent he owns our treasure what else he owns our time. He owns our tribe, our family, relatives, children, parents. He owns that. What else? There are so many things that I, I, I can't remember everything. Trophies, our, our achievements. He owns that. What else? There are so many things that Pastor Ribaton uh, spoke to us before. Uh, you know, uh, I enjoy that. And that is true. There is nothing that you call your own, your own. There is nothing in this world that you possess that belongs to you. Everything that you possess belongs to God. But God in his abundant grace giving you the opportunity to manage it for him. We are all managers. Of God's talent, of God's treasure, of God's time, of God's... You know, tribe of God's trophies. We are all managers. All we need to do is, the Lord God said in His Word that um, a man be found faithful. You must be found faithful in all these things that the Lord has endowed and given to us. The Lord has um, bestowed upon us this great blessing, and we ought to manage this properly for Him. You see, the Lord wants us to be a part of this because this is the way in which um, and the souls of men will be saved um, from the wrath to come. There is the wrath of God that is coming, and He is not uh, He is not preparing the wrath for us and for those people that you know um, that He loves. God wants us to tell them. To share to them the gospel and the first person that you know um, um, that that went soul winning was John the Baptist he was the first soul winner because he came first before Jesus Christ 
He gathered the people and he preached to them the Lord Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God that take, which taketh away the sin of the world. So he's pointing to Christ before Christ was introduced to the world. John the Baptist was the first soul winner. And again, um, um, uh, because he was the pioneer, and I believe that in, that is true in every sense of the word, that he is a pioneer soul winner, and therefore he must have uh, won people to the Lord. He was not only preparing the way of the Lord and making the people's path straight before him, but he indeed um, did um, telling people about the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, there are a few people in the in the Gospels. If you search for them, we can find that there are people that are, you know, are also soul winners and workers of the Gospel. There are people uh, whom we have so much detail about their work, about their labor, about, you know, about Apostle Paul and Silas and uh, Timotheus and uh, even even Mark there, even, um, Ma, you know, uh, was this, John and and many others that, so, so many to mention. But again, we know a lot of details of them, but this person, John the Baptist, is very unique because as you can see it in the appearance of John the Baptist in the Bible, uh, it's just like he was serving God for perhaps a period of around plus minus six months. And then he went to prison and later, later on you will find that he was, he was beheaded. Uh, he, he, he died in, in prison. And he has not been like, um, you know, um, doing um, the ministry for a long time and yet, yet, John's um, ministry was very, very significant. Very significant to all of us Christians today, especially us Baptists. You see, this person, John the Baptist, was a unique personality. You can find him in ragged clothes, wearing camels, you know, the coat of camels hair. It's so unique. No one, no one is wearing that kind of clothing. And he only... Um, his diet is very unique too. Uh, he is eating locusts and honey. Uh, we don't eat locusts so much. And it's just very, very unique. But yet, he was very humble and selfless. John the Baptist is one of, a, one of the uh, very, very faithful servants of the Lord. From the child, he was growing up as a, you know, growing in a godly family. His parents were godly. Uh, the father, the mother, they, they served in the temple. Very faithful to God in their, in their old age. And, and, and the mother was barren, could not bear children. And, and uh, you know, the dad was told by the angel, you, you know, you, you will have a child. And he could not believe it. And the Lord and the angel, you know, uh, made him um, dumb. He could not speak until the child was born because he could not even believe that his wife being old could bear ch a child. John the Baptist was a miracle child because his mother was very old already when, when John the Baptist was born. And he was... He, he was from the belly was anointed by God. And again, but his birth was normal. Um, and, and he was spirit-filled. In Luke chapter 1, verse number 15, Luke chapter 1, verse 15, you will find that uh, uh, the Bible says, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. This is John the Baptist before he was born. And and he shall not drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be what's that? filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Even from the womb, John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit. And remember, uh, I think they were just around three months apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. When six months, when 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 John the Baptist was maybe six months old. And I think Mary 
was already pregnant and Mary visited Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, and John the Baptist from the womb leaped for joy. The moment that he heard, the moment that he heard of someone knocking on the door and uh, you know, gave that salutation and hello, I'm here. And John the Baptist from the womb leaped for joy. He was filled uh, with the Holy Spirit from the womb. And again, we know that he was the, 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 the forerunner, the forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and the Lord used him to prepare the way of the Lord. In other words, the ministry of John the Baptist was just passed on to the Lord Jesus Christ and he, you know, got out of the way because the real person is here. The real Messiah is here. The, the you know, uh, the real preacher is here. So John the Baptist is out of the way. When Jesus Christ's ministry grew, and remember, Jesus Christ was picking up his members from John's members. John the Baptist baptized and all other people got baptized by John. And all these people followed John. Every, every one of them followed John. And when, when Jesus Christ came, and G John the Baptist introduced Christ to the world, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. All these Peter and John and all these other disciples followed the Lord Jesus Christ. They stopped following John. They, they, they transferred their, um, you know, um, following to Jesus Christ. John the Baptist was not, was not upset. He was not, you know, uh, grieved that people left him and then followed the Lord Jesus Christ because he know, he knows that, that from the beginning his job is to prepare the way for him. Then Jesus Christ now is here, so his job is about to be finished. And the Lord Jesus Christ's ministry, you know, he when Jesus Christ said, I will build my church, he uses materials to the church. The materials are people, but the people that he uses to build the church are not Presbyterian, are not um, um, uh, Methodist, are not, you know, uh, uh, maybe Catholic. No, the materials that Jesus Christ used to build the church are all baptized by John. Therefore, they are Baptists. Because they are all baptized by John. All the apostles of, of Jesus Christ is coming from John. No, 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 no apostles that Jesus Christ appointed to that uh, apostleship without, you know, that did not come from John the Baptist because all of them were baptized by John. In fact, the building, the composition of the building are all Baptists. The builder also is Baptist because Jesus Christ was also baptized by John. Every one of them were baptized by John. So now, Jesus Christ said, Now I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So he has that building of people. The church that he built is all baptized by John. And John the Baptist went to prison. His, his following shrank. And Jesus Christ's following grew bigger and bigger and bigger but it doesn't really matter to John because that's what's the purpose to make the Lord Jesus Christ increase and that's what he said in John chapter 3 verse number 30 or 33 John chapter 3 verse number 30 he must increase but I must decrease you see my friend we as Baptist believers today, we do not present ourselves to the world because we cannot say, but when people will come, we point them to Jesus Christ. The Savior is not the Baptist Church. The Savior is Jesus Christ. That is the true, you know, um, um, Baptist. The Baptist is the one that will point who is the Savior. John the Baptist, he pointed to the people who is the Savior? He was asked, are you not the Messiah? Are you not Elias? Are you not the prophet? No, I'm not. He was saying, honestly, he was not. Why are you baptizing this way? Why are you doing this? If you are not the Messiah, if you are not that Eli Elias, who are you then? He answered, the 
correct answer and said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. That is the Baptist message. We will tell the people, prepare the way of the Lord. We will prepare the people. You know, remember when, I, when we shared the gospel? We are like preparing the person to the Lord. We do not know the Lord, but in our in our sharing the gospel, we share the gospel and explain the Bible, and we say to the person, would you believe in Jesus Christ? Would you accept him? And then we pray, Lord, here is this person, here is this friend of mine. He wants to receive you, Lord. Please uh, let the Holy Spirit work in his heart. And then, my friend, repeat this prayer. And then we pray the prayer, and then the person will pray, and then bow his head, and then receive the Lord. So in other words, me as a preacher, as a soul winner, I prepare this man for the Lord. Exactly what John the Baptist did. He is the one to prepare the way of the Lord. Every Christian, every Bible Baptist believer should be the person that will prepare the Lord for the people. We will go out to people, they don't know about God, they don't know anything about God, but we know God. And God will use us and we, intru we introduce God to them. But these people will look at us uh, oh, as if, you know, there was one guy who visited our church. Wow, very big, you know. Uh, I mean, he's very strong. A young man. I think he was just 18 years old, I remember. I baptized him also at the time. And uh, before his baptism, I, I asked him to, you know, give a testimony. He's very tall. I think. Kina or... I don't know if you remember that in, um, in no, Western Spring, in Western Spring, very tall young man, I think he was Samoan, very big, and the hair, you know, the hair is just, whoa, the hair is really nice, look at this big the hair, it's like, I think that, that, that's what the hair of Absalom <laughs> in the Bible, but he was really, you know, strong looking young man. And he said, I said to him, uh, brother, I'm so glad that you really, you know, uh, you, you, you um, um, endured with us this time and you, now you want to be baptized. Um, can, can you like give a testimony so that everyone will be encouraged in your testimony? Oh, yes, pastor, no problem. And then he stood up. I called him and he stood up. He came to the front and he, and he began speaking and he thanked the Lord. Oh, I thank the Lord for... Um, um, uh, I thank for Pastor Adrian for saving me. I'm sorry. I said, okay. I, I think he got it wrong because I don't save anyone. Only the Lord Jesus can save. Not me. I am just the, way, the one that prepares the way because I am a Baptist. The Baptist will prepare the way for people to Christ. We prepare the people. We prepare the hearts. When the hearts are ready, then the Lord Jesus Christ comes, that person will be saved. Not us saving him, but the, the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit saving him. Because we cannot save anyone. Only the, the salvation part is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not our job. Our job is, where, what is our job? Um, Acts chapter 5, verse number 20. That's our job. That's our job. Go. Can we go? Yes, we can go. Stand. Can we go and stand? Yes, we can go and stand. And speak. Can we go and stand and speak? Yes. Can we save souls? No. Our job is up to there. Go there, stand there, and speak there the word of God and the Holy Spirit of God will save the person. But we need to go so that the Holy Spirit of God can work in the word that we are going to preach. In the word from the Bible that we are going to share because this is the word that the Holy Spirit of God will use that the soul of man can be converted yep. and in doing so we are doing the Baptist job what is the Baptist job to prepare the way of the Lord we prepare the way of the Lord Luke chapter 1 verse uh, chapter 3 verse number 4 again that is exactly our job even from the Old Testament, Isaiah told us that that is the job of the Baptist, to prepare. You see, um, Luke 3, 4, Luke chapter 3, verse 4, and as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, 
the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. That is what we tell to people. Prepare to meet your God. Allow the Lord to work in your heart. Turn to the Lord. Stop living for, you know, selfishly. Live the rest of your life for the Lord. And that is John the Baptist, the forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ. But again, amazingly, this person also experienced doubts. He experienced, John the Baptist experienced a period of great doubt and testing in his life. He went to prison, sad, and in prison, because he was like isolated there, only few people he can see every day, and wow, the, the isolation, I believe, is very tormenting to him. And he was there in prison for a short period because he was taken out of prison, but he, he was killed. But you see, finally, John the Baptist was beheaded. It's because of his unflinching loyalty to God. John the Baptist is loyal to God. And I think that is also the picture of any Baptist, you know, person in this world. Most Baptist people, they are not very loyal to the church. They are not very much loyal to uh, you know, to, to organization, but they are very loyal to God. A lot of people, they, they are willing to leave their job because of, you know, their loyalty to God. A lot of people do not want to um, do anything if God, uh, if it displeases the Lord. They are very, very loyal. John the Baptist was very loyal. He was very loyal to the laws of God that he scolded the king he scolded the king because King Herod married, you know, the woman that was the wife of his brother. In other words, King Herod married his sister-in-law and John the Baptist could not bear it. That is wrong. That is not supposed to be. You are the king. And the king should be like, you know, will should leave the higher, highest, you know, utmost um, example of domestic life, especially us, you know, preachers, me as a pastor, uh, we are expected to live the higher, um, you know, um, uh, standard of Christian life. And John the Baptist was thinking that to King Herod, and he rebuked the king. And Herodias was not happy. And then later on, you see the story, he was beheaded because of that. Even though King Herod was afraid of John because John was the prophet of God. He knew that this is the prophet of God. He doesn't want to touch him. Puts him in prison, but that's it. But Herodias, the wife, you know, concocted the plan how to revenge to take the revenge on John the Baptist and poor John the Baptist you know died in prison um, lost his head but again you will see that John the Baptist obeyed the Lord Baptist should obey the Lord when we see the Bible we should obey it. obey it. When, when when God said be baptized be baptized what's the problem with that if the if the if the Lord said, okay, uh, go to this place and share the gospel, then go to that place. If the Lord said, if the Lord will say in His word, uh, you know, uh, be, be faithful to me in music or be faithful to me in in in, in driving, be faithful to me. Uh, whatever God will speak to you that you can do, and uh, the Lord is impressing upon your heart to do, then do it with all your might. Do it heartily unto the Lord. That is the usual, you know, Baptist spirit. John the Baptist was like that. He obeyed the divine commission. Again, John's work in this in this world was undertaken under a very strong sense of um, divine commission. 
He, he, he worked for God. He was commanded by God. You see in verse number 33 here, um, verse John chapter 1, verse number 33. Again, the next day after John stood and two of um, his disciples looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. He was, he was very self, selfless. Remember, he is going to decrease. His ministry will be out soon. And now here comes. If he was selfish, so he will like, you know, establish himself. And strengthen himself so that he can continue his ministry. But no. The most important to him is the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is working in that direction. He obeyed the divine commission. And notice the word here in verse verse number 33. Is it that the next day, uh, hold on, um, John chapter 1, verse number 33. Is it, and I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. Now notice again this verse. I want you to see the words, that the phrase here. It said, uh, I, I, um, And I knew him not, but he that sent me, John the Baptist, was called to do something. And it is God that called him to do something. And he referred this, but he that sent me, he had been sent to do the work. And what work? The work of soul winning. John the Baptist was winning people. He prepared the people. When Jesus Christ arrived, then all his people go to Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ must increase. And John the Baptist must decrease. Our church here, our our church, we may, we may be many, there are a lot of people in the morning, and we, we also have a lot of people in the evening now, but I will tell you, our first, you know, devotion is not to our Baptist church. Our for, first devotion is to the Lord Jesus Christ himself. That is what John the Baptist was doing. He obeyed the divine commission. He had been sent to do the work. Who is this John? What qualification has he, has he got? There's no qualification for John. It's just that in John chapter 1, verse number 6, was his authority. He has no other qualification but the authority coming from God. In John chapter 1, verse number 6, there was a man sent from God. That is enough. Because God sent him, whose name was John. Again, here it is important to notice, however, that um, if we are Christians today, we too, we too, without you knowing it, maybe because you have not come across reading it in the Bible, but we too have been sent by God. Every person that is saved today is sent by God. Because Jesus Christ is commanding us. If you are saved, if you are not saved, there's no point. There's there's no obligation. There's no responsibility whatsoever that you are, you know, obliged to bring this gospel to someone if you are not saved. But if you are saved today, if the Lord Jesus Christ entered into your heart and you are a Christian today, then you too have been called by God. Because God is calling his disciples. John chapter 20, verse number 21. John chapter 20, verse number 21. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father had sent me, even so send I you. And that is, that is a very clear language there. That God, the Lord Jesus Christ, sent us. As the Father had sent me. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, Matthew 28, verse number 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. 
Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature. You can find all this, you know, um, um, divine commission of the Lord Jesus Christ in, in four gospels, and including the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, the Lord Jesus Christ said, um, uh, in Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, Acts 1, 8, he says, but you shall receive power, and after that, um, after that, uh, the Holy Ghost will come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Samaria, and in, uh, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So, all of us are called to this work of uh, soul winning. Soul winning is not just for the few. Soul winning, soul winning is for all. For all Christians. If you are saved, I'll tell you, you are a debtor. You owe. You owe that to those who are not saved. If you are saved today, you owe God. And you cannot repay God. The only way that you can repay God is to share this gospel to someone else that is not saved. And that is the way to repay. But if you do not want to pay, you will reach heaven with an owing. You will reach heaven with a great owing. And you will say, oh Lord, God, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. I just live my Christian life by myself. Uh, all my schedule is just myself. All my calendar there is just myself. It, it's my it's my pleasure time. It's my leisure time. Uh, it's my tea time. It's my um, uh, it's my uh, computer time. It's my it's all your time. There you have no time for God. I will tell you. Remember, you do not own your time. Your time is not your time. So therefore, we ought to give it to, to the Lord because it belongs to Him. And again. Um, John the Baptist was, was sent by God, but also the Lord Jesus Christ was sent by God. The Lord Jesus, in many passages of Scripture, you can find that He Himself admitted that the Father sent Him. Yeah, one example or a few examples of that is John chapter 6, verse number 44. It says there that no one can come to me except the Father which hath sent me. Draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Another example that Jesus Christ, you know, uh, confessed that he was sent from God. John 7, verse number 16. It says, um, Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. So the doctrine of Jesus Christ was questioned by the Pharisees because they are the established religion. The Sadducees and the Judaism is an established religion, for, been there for many, many millennia. And then Jesus Christ came along with a new doctrine, and they, they asked him, "What kind of doctrine is this? Um, where, where you, um, uh, why you are um, doing this and, and that?" And then Jesus just said to them that my doctrine is not mine, but my doctrine is um, the one that sent me. It's coming from the one that sent me. And in John chapter nine, verse number four, notice here. John chapter 9, verse number 4. I must work the works of him that sent me. While it is day, the night cometh that when no one, no man can work. So again, we can learn a lot of things from him that it is time for us to do this for winning. It's time for us to share this gospel. Why? Because time will come that we don't have time. Time will come that you'll become very busy with your, maybe for the young people, you have to, you have no family yet. You have no um, work yet. But now is your time to work for God in the maybe young people's program. Join there and you know do, do not miss that. And always like you know encourage one another because time will come. You will be plucked out from that young people's program. You will get married. You know you will be married and then you will go to uh, and the other uh, uh, ministries and you will do something and you will go to work perhaps and you have church children. You cannot work. That is the what Jesus Christ said. I must work the works of Him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh that no man can work. The night of busy schedule will come and you cannot work the work of God. The night of sickness will come and you cannot do the work of God. The night of death will come and you cannot, of course, do 
the work of God. And you see, we must work. Just keep on working and working and working. Oh, I love the, the, the work of the Lord. I love it. I, I'll tell you, I tell you many times about my experience when I was younger. Uh, I was saved when I was 19 years old. 19. Um, Adrian is 20 now. So when I was 19 years old, I got saved. And that, that is where I started attending the Young People's Program. And our Young People's Program is just, I don't know, maybe a handful of us. Five, six, seven. Very small. Because that was the beginning of our youth program. And in fact, it started in 1997, not, not 1993. So we have no youth program, but we gather, you know, a little bit of, of, of fellowship. But it's not really much. And we don't have much, but when, you know, when Pastor Harley graduated from Bible college and, and he came back to our church and started the, uh, the ministry there of the youth department, whoa, that, that is where we grew and our, our church also grew along with that. And um, we, we began to uh, expand our ministry and I became, you know, member there and later on I became assistant leader and later on I, I became a main leader of one group and praise the Lord for that. Then I got married. I could not go there. But that is the night coming. <laughs> the night coming that no man can work. Oh, But my heart belongs to the youth department. I really want to wanted to join there. I went there, you know. Who cares if I if I join the youth program? I love it. And then I joined the the the, the huddle, the meeting there of the one group. So I was the main leader. And then I I I still feel like I was the leader, and then I directed people. And and one girl stood up to me and said, "Why you are here? You don't belong here. You are married already." You know, my, my heart sank. <laughs> my heart sank. And... No, no, I did not do that. <laughs> that is too much. No, it's just that deep within me, I hurt. I, I, I feel the hurt. I was hurt. And I said, okay, I will not come back to this youth program. <laughs> but I really love it. I love the youth program. And Pastor Jimbo noticed that uh, I was not happy with the, with the situation there. Okay, Brother Adrian, next Sunday, you will do the Sunday school. Okay, yes, Pastor. I did the Sunday school, uh, exciting Sunday school, for seven years until I left the very Sunday. We left Philippines on that Sunday to Australia. I was handling my Sunday school for seven years. The Lord used me there in the Sunday school and, and stayed in Australia, came to New Zealand. Two years after, I called Pastor Jimbo, oh, Pastor Jimbo, why you have no Sunday school teacher? Why you did not replace me? And you know what, what he said? He said, no. He did the Sunday school. So why? You know his reason? Because there are a lot of master's degree, engineers, uh, teachers and faithful people but he could not find someone that will fit he said I want someone that will come to church every time the church is open and I could not find it these people are great people they are, he said but you cannot find this uh, brother in uh, Wednesday you, you would not come in our Bible study you would not come Sometimes in the evening of Sunday, he's a great teacher. He's a master's degree. <clears throat> he's a principal of the school, but he doesn't come. And he said, for two years, he did not replace me. He, he, he absorbed the, the Sunday school himself. And that is what Pastor Jimbo saw in me. That's why he, he picked me to, to do the Sunday school. But again, it's only by the grace of God because I did not see that that was his criteria. I just come to church. I love it. I, 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 I will not absent in the church. I can only be away from the church if I travel to is either Manila or, or Mindanao or Bohol. So if I'm away from Cebu, I cannot come to church. But most of the time, I will manage that my, if I fly to Manila, I will fly the last flight of Sunday. Last flight of Sunday. I will not fly during 
the worship time. After church, then fly. I will not pick the time that it will make me miss church. That is, you know, that's what Pastor Jimbo told us. That I follow it. Basically, no absences there. And that is why he loved it. He just enjoyed, you know, uh, running the ministry by, by the grace of God. But again, my friend, we must work. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, the night cometh. Whether you like it or not, whether you are prepared or not, that night in your life will come. There is no exception, uh, you know, exemption to that. Every one of us, there will be a night that will come to our life that we cannot do the work of the Lord. But while it is day today, while it is day, that means you have your being, you have your energy, you have your youth, you have your time, use it for the Lord because time will come that there will be no more time. You see, that is what Jesus Christ did. And just as God sent the Lord Jesus Christ, He also sent us. As the Father had sent me, even so send I you. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. You see, if we are Christians, we too have been sent by God. So was John the Baptist. And so is everyone that is saved today. But John the Baptist was a blessing is because he obeyed and obeyed the commission faithfully. And again, uh, John the Baptist, why was John sent? Why? And then he described a specific task. What did he come to do? Why Jesus, I mean, John um, came to do something. And again, in verse number 19, John chapter 1, verse number 19 to 22. We see here that there are people sent by the religion, religionists, uh, to, to figure out who's this guy, you know, of this is a new religion. And, and, and he's, he's attracting so many people now, and he's getting bigger and bigger. And I think uh, we need to know, and we need to uh, counter this. So the religion are alarmed. Because more and more people do not go to the temple now, then they will go to John the Baptist. Uh, what's wrong here? So they are, they are alerted, they are alarmed about the presence of John the Baptist. In verse number nine, 19, he said, And this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? And he saith, I am not. Art thou that prophet? And he answered, No. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? That we may give an answer to them that sent us. What says thou of thyself? You see, simple line of uh, phrase, he answered them boldly. And he said unto them, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. The thing that he's going to do is already written in the book of Isaiah. And that is exactly what he's going to do. To become the voice. Just the voice. I will tell you, my friend. When you share the gospel, you are just God's voice. We are no more than God's voice. We are not the saviors. We are just God's voice. So allow yourselves to be God's voice. Allow yourself to be used by God. So we also are to be the voice. We are to speak. We are to cry out in the desert, in the wilderness. And say to those people who are in, in sin, those people who are perhaps, you know, godless people, speak to them. Be God's voice. Because the Lord will not speak from heaven to the person. God will use you to speak. You know, God will speak through you. God will use our mouth because we are God's voice. This is a wonderful, wonderful ministry. Being God's voice. It's a, you know, sometimes when we, when you, when we preach, it's like, oh, it's a trembling. It's a scary, scary thing to, to, to stand in front of people. 
But again, it's not about us. It's not about me. That's that's what I always put in my mind. I, I should not be afraid of the faces of the people. I should not. Why? Because the message is not mine. It's the Lord. So all I need to do is stand there. God said, go there and, and, and stand there and speak there. And then I will do the rest. So that's what I do. Be God's voice. Because being a God, being God's voice, we become a channel through whom He can speak to others. God's word can be can reach the hearts of people. Every Christian can engage in this. And on every you know hand of people, every person that that is saved. And every person that, that have you know families, I think they are placed by God in a in that proximity of unsaved people so that those people can also hear. We should not, you know, um, stop our mouth when we come to um, the point of sharing the gospel. How did John uh, the Baptist use his voice? How? Simple. All he needs to do is introduce the Savior. Introduce the wonderful person, the Lord Jesus Christ. In in um, in John chapter um, John chapter one verse number nineteen, you can see the record of John's public ministry, and we see that he always pointed people to the person, and that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. He did not point the people to himself. He did not gather people so that he will be elevated. That is not the work of the Baptist. We gather the people so that there's only one to be elevated, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the job of every Baptist preacher, to elevate the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 1, verse number 24. And they that were sent were of the Pharisees, and they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then? If thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet, John answered them, saying, I baptize with water. But he, there standeth one among you. Now he, he denied it to himself. He pointed people to Christ again. He always deflect those people's, uh, you know, whatever things that the people think. They always pointed to Jesus Christ. If they are blessed by God, praise the Lord. Praise God, you know, do not do not elevate me because uh, I am nothing. It's just the Lord's mercy, it's just the Lord's grace that He allowed us to do these things. So He pointed people to Jesus Christ. He said, um, um, He said, If thou be not that Christ or Elias, neither that prophet, John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom you know not. He it is. Who coming after me is preferred before me. Who, sh who shows latchet I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Beth Bethabara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. Verse 29. The next day John seeth uh, Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Now this is John the Baptist speaking. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. The Bible Baptist Church cannot take the sins of the world. It's only the Lord Jesus Christ can take the sins of the world. Now who was this Christ whom John introduced to people? Verse number 30. Verse number 30 and also verse number 34. It says... This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is be preferred before me, for he was before me. Remember, John the Baptist was born first, then Jesus Christ next. And yet, John the Baptist confessed that now he was first, not me. He was preferred before me because he was there before me. The Lord Jesus Christ one already existed before his birth. Before Jesus Christ was born, he was already in existence. Yep. Micah chapter 5, verse number 2. Micah chapter 5, verse number 2. Thou Bethlehem Ephrata, 
Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, but out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be the ruler of Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. Yep. He has no beginning and he has no ending. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. The Lord Jesus Christ. You see, and this is the person that John the Baptist proclaimed to the people. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. In verse number 34, verse 34, And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. So again, every single time, John the Baptist points to Jesus Christ. That is the work that we have as Baptists today. Every time that we do the work of the Lord, point everyone to Jesus Christ. Share the gospel. Make sure that the person will hear the gospel. And make sure that every person that, that we meet, at least they have, you know, the dose of the gospel in them. Because who knows, the Lord will save them. We too, my friends, we too are to speak of the Lord and to introduce Him to others. It is our job. There is no vocation in the whole worldwide, um, you know, everything in this world. There is no vocation like this to compare this because the souls that we will be winning, they are eternal. They are going to exist for all eternity. And that is why uh, um, Proverbs chapter 11, verse number, um, verse number 30 said, uh, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. You want to be wise? It's not, it's not about Harvard University. It's not about, you know, Cambridge. It's not about, you know, uh, wherever it is. To be wise is just win souls. Because every person that wins souls is wise in the eyes of God. Is very wise. God knows why he's wise. God knows why he called his people wise. Because the souls that will be saved, they are saved for all eternity. You see, there is a wonder to this. It's a blessing. The work of soul winning is the work of the evangelist. It is the work of the missionary. It is the work of the minister. Of course, they're the work of these people. But also, this is the work of every person that has Christ in their heart. Every Christian should do the work of soul winning. And notice here the last, the last point. What John the Baptist said about the Lord Jesus. What did he say about the Lord Jesus? Of course, John the Baptist proclaimed uh, two special things about Jesus Christ. First, first, that the Lord Jesus Christ is the sin bearer. He was the one that will carry the sins of the world. He was the one that will take the sins of the world. In verse number 29, verse number 29, uh, the next day John saith Jesus coming unto him and saith, um, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. Verse 36, Verse 36, it says, And looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. Always, always pointing people to the Lord Jesus Christ. The second thing, not just that the Lord Jesus Christ is the one that will take the sins of the world, but also he is the one who baptizes with the Holy Ghost. There is no preacher or pastor in this world that can perform baptizing with the Holy Spirit. There is no one. The only person that can baptize the Holy Spirit is not whatever pastor is there, because that job is the is the work of the of the Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus Christ is the one that will baptize with Holy Ghost. That is what John the Baptist said. We Christians, Baptists, Christians, we can baptize people with water, but the Lord Jesus Christ is the one that will baptize with the Holy Ghost. Now let's make it clear. What the Bible says about that? John, John chapter 1, verse 32. 
John chapter 1 verse number 32 and John bear record saying I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him and I knew him not but he that sent me to baptize with water the same said unto me upon whom thou shalt see the spirit descending and remaining on him the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. There's no other. It's only him. But you and I can baptize, maybe if you are ordained, you can baptize with water. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the work of the Holy Spirit of God. Thus, the message that John proclaimed to his hearers was that through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, they could be delivered from their sins. They could be saved from their sins. In Acts 13, verse number 38, Acts 13, verse number 38, Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, and by him all that believe are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. It's very clear. No one can be saved by following the Ten Commandments. But this man, the Lord Jesus Christ, all things will be justified, can be justified by him. So no one can be saved because the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 8 and 9 For by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God not of works lest any man should boast not of the work of righteousness which we have done I think it's in Titus chapter 3 verse number 8 or chapter 3 verse number 5 Verse number 5. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. We are told that we cannot be saved by our good works, but good works are good. Do not stop doing good works, but that cannot save your soul. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And after that, do all the good works because God will use it for the salvation of others. You see, only He, only Jesus Christ can take the guilty sinners and by the Holy Spirit's power can unite us into one body in the Lord. Amen. And we are God's uh, children and therefore we are fellow citizens in heaven. Wow! My citizenship will be Philippines, New Zealand, and heaven. I have three, you know, citizenship. And I praise the Lord for that. <laughs> you see, and we are members of God's household. And this is again uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 19. Verse number, Ephesians 2.19 um, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. We are like Peter now. We are like John the Baptist. We are like John the Beloved. We are like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Philip Bartholomew. We are like the, the apostles. Fellow citizens with them who are of the household of God. And this is the glorious message that we have to uh, proclaim so that this poor old world that so desperately needing the gospel will hear the good news of salvation. And Christ alone has the true answer. Christ alone has the true answer to every man's question and need. And especially the pardon of sin.
that pardon of sin, only Christ can answer that. Who also can give unto us eternal life? We as Christians, we have the privilege, at the same time, we have the responsibility of proclaiming this gospel. You receive the gospel, that was, a, you know, uh, a privilege. Someone preached to you the gospel and you got saved, that was a privilege. But because you have the privilege, you also have the responsibility. And your responsibility is to share what you have received. Share it to those people around you. Because that is God's purpose. All of us will be used by God. Again, praise the Lord for this man, John the Baptist. Showing us the, you know, the way forward, how to do the ministry. And what is the purpose and why we are here. We are here to point Jesus Christ as the Savior. We are here to tell the people, Behold the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, that which taketh away the sins of the world, and He it is that can save us. Let's bow our heads and pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for uh, this um, reminder tonight. Thank you, O God, for uh, bringing us into this um, time of um, the night still worshiping you lord and still um, learning things from you and lord we just rejoice we, we just thank you oh god for all the uh, abundant uh, spiritual blessings that uh, you have bestowed upon us oh god and lord continue continue lord to strengthen us continue lord um, to work in our lives and bless your people oh god strengthen us lord as we move forward and as we move ahead and, and work the work of the Lord. And I pray that, Lord, um, when, when everything will be said and done, everything will redound to your glory and honor, and your name will be exalted above all. Thank you, Lord, for this great privilege. Thank you for uh, be, being patient with us in, in being, being slow in, uh, and in disposing our responsibility, Lord. And I pray, O oh God, that you will continue uh, to strengthen us. Once again, Lord, we praise you. We magnify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>